welcome to Inside Parliament, a weekly catch-up about the political stories we've been covering on One News. This week, though, in the middle of the election campaign, we're coming to you from outside Parliament here at the uh, TVNZ Centre in central Auckland. Uh, political what editor Corinne Dan. Too. What a centre it is. Ooh. Political editor Corinne Dan, political reporter Andrea Vance, and I'm Katie Bradford. And three and a half weeks in, and already every day, every week, as we continue to say... We keep getting we're those surprises. For, we're sticklers for consistency, though. <laughs> so we have the scones. We've got just, scones just back this week. Just worried. Uh, we managed to get mm. those scones and oh, jam. I can't talk. <laughs> Living on scones and, mm. and cheese at the moment, I think, for oh, everyone on. here. I'm, I'm in trouble now. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be eating that stuff. <laughs> he can't, I although we have, my wife to eat healthy. We have banned I'm him from adding the, the jam to the uh, cheese scones. Mm. Uh, anyway, so obviously the big news for uh, here at One News this week is the poll that was out on Thursday night. Uh, really, uh, I think, as Corinne puts it, a game changer. Yes, this poll was taken from Saturday through to just last night, so it takes in all the twists and turns. Here we go. Labour is now the largest party in Parliament at 43%, up 6%. That is the highest uh, level since under Helen Clark in 2006. National, meanwhile, has slipped three, back to 41%. That is its lowest since 2005. New Zealand First, meanwhile, has also slipped down two points to 8%, while the Greens, well, they've clawed their way back into contention, up one to five. That would see them in Parliament. Top, meanwhile, has slipped one to 1% this month. The Māori Party also down one to one. So, what does it all mean for seats in Parliament? Well, Labour would have 52, but even with the Greens... Uh, seven would struggle to get a majority needed of 61. It would need to go uh, to New Zealand first and take its 10 uh, to get across the line. National would have 50 seats, but unlike uh, Labour, it could not get there with New Zealand first alone with that 10. It would also need to add in either the Māori Party's one or Axe one. Right. Let's go to the preferred Prime Minister stakes now. And more surprises here. Jacinda Ardern is now the most preferred Prime Minister at 34%. She's up four points. Bill English is still popular, though. He's just behind her at 33. Look, also up three points. And here's the surprise, I suppose. Winston Peters down three to 4% in this poll. So another bombshell result. This time, though, it really is a game-changer because for the first time in many years, it is now Labour who is the front-runner to form the next government. You know, so the rest of the country has to wait till 6pm, right? So, pollster sends me the results in the morning, 9am, I'm sitting over in the cafe across <coughs> the road from TVNZ, getting a nice long black, bing, <laughs> open up the phone and I'd like the rest of the country. I mean, it was a jaw-dropper. I haven't had that moment with a poll for a very long time. Monster of a poll. There you go, that's all I can say. And I, I, got, I landed back from Queenstown, first thing I did... Turn my phone on, text Corin, have you got the results yet? He said, are you alone? <laughs> <laughs> we kept that all day. We had, to, we had to sit here quietly. We had our scripts in lockdown. We weren't telling anyone in the newsroom. We just didn't want, you know, you just don't want it to get out there. But, you know, you try your hardest not to get it out there. But, you know, you were shocked. You were shocked. I was shocked. But imagine how Jacinda Ardern and Bill English felt when they heard the results. And their staff members. Because this is the, this is the reason. And the reason why we're going on about it, it is an historic poll. Because it is a, it is a, we just haven't seen... Labour have a party vote that high for 12 years. 
And when I looked, you know, I went back and had a look at history about when have we had such a huge jump. Don Brash had a 17-point jump in one poll. Uh, he obviously then went on to lose that 2005 election, but he did have a massive jump. Um, but Raymond Miller, when I spoke to him, he, he just said, look, even he hasn't, and he's been around politics, he's one of our experts, and he said he has, hasn't seen anything like this. I know, but you, you mentioned the Don Brash thing, yeah. and yes, he went on to lose that election, but I think the problem for National and Bill English is now a poll like this, is self-prophesizing and the momentum will build and I just really think National are in big trouble now. They and, are. And, and that's what the Greens in New Zealand first are also worried about, the Greens in particular, because they are on that knife edge. But I mean, that's got to be... Points. I mean, with the, 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 We don't know what National's internal polling was, but we, if we um, go we back... If you, well, <laughs> they, they say it's not as high, don't they? 37, 38. Well, Which Labour's has them around the same but they're as well. Obvi- but they obviously know that momentum is building, building. If we go back and look at those couple of policies over the last couple... I mean, the paid parental leave stuff, where did that come desperate. from? Absolutely yeah, desperate. Boom, out of nowhere. Yeah, I that did. suggested panic stations mm-hmm. that they're going we need to tack <coughs> left we need to get to, to women big and time not, and fast not consistent with their message all you know they're talking about labor's big spending plans we're we're affordable we've got a plan we've been managing the economy and all of a sudden they're like ah money throw it quick yeah. photos the, and the suggestion is there might be more yeah. yeah and the number of stories we've done over the past few years about national vetoing paid parental leave mm-hmm. they a bill passed through parliament that would have extended paid parental leave a labor party bill it got kicked out because National, in a very rare move, put their financial veto on it. And we would have you had know, 22 is, weeks now. People we would, would have been enjoying that benefit now yeah, if and they hadn't vetoed it. And to come out and say it's suddenly affordable? Yeah, I think, yeah, and I, I, I think the super stuff affected National too mm. because... I, the dirty politics stuff. Most people probably didn't get into the ins and outs of the leaks and that, that sort of stuff and, and no surprises policies and stuff. But they heard the word dirty politics and it brought back bad memories. I, I don't d- think it was no, good. No, I, I think it was a mother of all letdowns. Yeah. No, no, I don't mean that it was a massive scandal per se in itself. I just think as a as part of the campaign for two days, it wasn't great for National. And it just, I just, it, it, people didn't want to know about it. They didn't want to talk about yeah, it. I think it's a negative it. for they, the government. Yeah, well, but it's a negative for them, but it's also, I think it's equally a negative for Winston. Because but it's not a negative for Labour. They haven't, they were completely positive, you know. Oh, but it did suck the oxygen out of it for a day for a or so. But I, th- I think, yeah, it's a bit of an own goal for National and for Winston Peters. Because I think people are, are, there are enough people that are questioning, first of all, why Winston is claiming a pension in the first place. He's totally entitled to it, but people are, he's the perfect argument for means testing the pension. No, he is. And, and think, yeah. people are questioning how he didn't know. He went on for so long, they don't like the idea that this guy has so, such a big bank balance that he didn't realise he was getting well, overpaid. Well, his personal numbers were down. Yeah. There was a noticeable not dip in his personal numbers in this no. poll. And he, I was at the Queenstown um, finance leaders debate that he was at, and I've never seen him have a reception like he did there. He was booed numerous times. As soon as that topic, that discussion about his super overpayment was brought up, people just didn't want to know. They weren't there. They were genuinely there to listen to them talk about policy and what they had to offer. And every time that issue was brought up, it, it just they, people just booed just said, no, nah, we don't want to talk about that. And, and they also didn't like a lot of Winston's rhetoric. Well, I think on policies, I think, again, people are just ridiculing him. You know, carboning the beehive, building the Christchurch Cathedral out of timber, moving Auckland Port to Northland with no idea how much it's going to cost. People aren't taking him seriously Still going to be anymore. kingmaker. Probably, yeah. Well, 8%. It's, I reckon that's his base. Well, but Labour and the Greens know that they need to keep... They need to keep the message across that to have a strong Labour Greens government, you know, they need to get the Greens vote out, they need to get Labour vote out, and they can try and but where's do the it. Greens they vote going to come from that? Yeah. Where's, I mean, it's, why, is it going to come back off Labour? Don't think so. 
No. Where are they going to get any more vote? No. Top's on one. <laughs> Māori Party's on one. Act's not non-existent. Māori Party's where at risk that, of being out of parliament at this. get two or three percent more from? So the other big thing for this week was the debate. Let's have a look at the very first TVNZ debate back in uh, 1969. See if you can spot a very young t- Tim Shadbolt and have a look at just how different things were back then. <laughs> Another question for this area. What is Mr. Holyoke's explanation of the continuance of compulsory military training in the We believe then that we should have a section of our youth trained at all times. Could I just comment on what the Prime Minister has said? I don't think it does train our young people to protect themselves. It only trains those who happen to have the misfortune of one of the birthdays that's selected that year. And then, and then only if they're 20 years of age and happen to be male. So uh, most of us weren't alive in 1969. The uh, Queenstown finance leaders debate if things were going to get out of control. Well, there is the politics. Yeah. Well, the press debates coming, and yeah. that tends to be a bit rowdy because you proper get five hundred people. Yeah. 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 yeah, proper town hall debate. <coughs> um, anyway, let's have a look at the TVNZ leaders debate. First one of this campaign. Bill English and Jacinda Ardern stepping up and going head to head for the first time, and neither were holding back. At this point, and that's who Bill is debating be because it's certainly not me. Because well, those I don't are your know policies. Where these policies are coming from. Those are Absolutely your policies. Not. Well, that's... people can't go shopping with your values. They need to know what impact removing their tax reductions is going to have. The national leader looking to capitalise on Labor's tax working group promise and the possibility it could recommend a capital gains tax in a first term. However, the Labor leader was soon trying to turn the tables. Do we have a housing crisis? Because ultimately that's what this conversation is well, about. We have. Housing affordability becoming one of the hot topics of the night. Housing affordability is the worst we've seen in such a long time that we've had the that's worst, home ownership, uh, worst home ownership rates in six Housing years. affordability is better than Bill, 2008. Tell someone in Auckland that $150,000 for a deposit is acceptable. Bill English was challenged over his government's record when it came to wages. Under you, the wages have basically gone nowhere when you compare them to inflation. Of course they want to get a bit more back. They certainly don't want a government coming along to them and saying, you have to pay more tax. The two leaders also clashed on equal and fair pay agreements. This is going back to the 70s. They used to call it national awards. Now, it's not necessary in New Zealand to recreate a 40 or 50 year old structure of minimum national provisions for everybody. Will you go back to seeing national strikes no. in an industry? No, we will and not. And that's a rock solid guarantee. Yes. No, we will not. The argument that Bill's making is antiquated, it's last generation, it's not what's going to happen on my watch. The issue of water continued to bubble away with Jacinda Ardern questioned on Labor's controversial water tax. I want to make sure that before I set that exact rate precisely, I'm going to sit down with those in those industries affected and make sure that we maintain their profitability, but that we fix our dying rivers. You cannot maintain profitability by increasing their costs. 
You can if you maintain a profit margin. And Mr English on his government's track record. Why are we talking about dirty rivers then when you've had nine years to clean them up? Because we've gone through very carefully the intensive process of getting agreement from conservationists, farmers, recreation groups, iwi in particular. How much well. agreement do you need? If the river's dirty, clean it up. That's what's happening. Only time will tell who can walk the talk. Boy, so much to digest because we had the poll as well. What, but, but let's just get, in, let's get a, an assessment of the debate. We're starting with you, Katie. What did you think? Was there a clear winner? No, I think it's difficult. They're both very polished. They were very polite, particularly to start off with that first half, no one talking over the top of each other, very clear, trying to get their points out. They clearly had their lines ready to go, things they wanted to get out. I think Bill English uh, has the edge because he's so much more experienced and he has the slight edge when it comes to that full policy detail, particularly mm. once they're starting about the talking about the economy and productivity. Uh, but, but, pretty, but Jacinda but it, but her first she, leaders' she, debate no. did pretty she well. She wrong, did she? I'm going to go... I'm going to go team Bill, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm going to score him just slightly the edge. Um, much more pol polished, much more um, solid on the numbers, solid on the policy, solid on, on attacking Labour, just really a lot more sure-footed. Sure However, I do think that what Jacinda was talking about, even though she was sometimes a little bit woolly, not so clear on capital gains, not so confident on the water tax, I think what she's saying is probably resonating more with voters and is probably appealing more to women and to the youth vote, and that's where this election is going to be yeah, I think Yeah, I think she was a, a little bit weak in the capital gains tax area, and it just exposed what a massive call that was, mm -hmm. her captain's call to keep that in the arena, because she could have killed it off, and it wouldn't even be a discussion point. But I thought... I did, yeah, I did think Bill perhaps was probably a little bit stronger in some areas, but I do think Jacinda Ardern did very well to um, convince people that she knew her arguments, she knew her issues, she was, she was. I think she would, she would have shown people that she knows what she's talking she about. She was nervous though. I thought she yeah. was very nervous, yep. and I thought she could have been. Uh, she, she did take a lot of national Bill English's attacks lying down. I thought she could have been a little bit stronger, jumping a little more. And he, he definitely, when it comes to talking time, he definitely dominated the conversation. And I think she just needs a little more confidence. Maybe the poll results will, will boost her, her, the way she's feeling about her performance. Um, and maybe a second debate she'll but come out people, stronger. But I'll be mean, just interested to know, though, I mean, I, but, but people who haven't seen Jacinda Ardern, in that forum, put under pressure by a guy who has had decades of experience in policy and running a country. I mean, she, I've got to say, she stood up pretty well. And yeah, we need to remember, she's only been in that job for four weeks. She's had a lot to learn in that amount of time. She's made that captain call, that captain's call on the capital gains tax, for instance. She now has to back that decision she made over that and the flack she's going to get on the, over that and of the water tax. And she had to stand there tonight and go head to head with Bill English, who's been in that job. One, as Prime Minister, obviously, for a short amount of time, but yeah. as Deputy Prime Minister and a minister for a very long but time. But hang on, she's no novice. I mean, she's been in politics in New Zealand for 10 years, longer because she worked in politics in the UK. Yes, she's only been in that job in high-pressure stakes for a month, but it's not like she's new to politics. I mean, if she doesn't know her she's policies... She's new to New Zealand, but though, in the sense of that environment, don't you think? No, she's been in New Zealand politics for well, 10 years. We seen her on that stage, have they? And we haven't been standing there asking her every question on every single issue mm. and having to have that But I, I, I do agree. So um, we're talking about two very different people in terms of their experience when they stood there tonight. So the fact that we're rating Bill English mm. just above mm. just... I, I think I agree. I do lot. agree. I do think it was a... Whatever you say, it was a strong showing by Bill English. And I think he showed energy. Mm. You know, he was mm. up. Yes. He, it Especially wasn't, it after wasn't that poll. It was a laid-back Bill that can mm. sometimes... 
be too sort of casual and polite. He was he was forceful and strong, and he needed to be after that bowl. Just a wee bit waffly, though. A wee bit. A wee bit waffly. Yeah. When you're tr- when you're trying to get your message across, when you're trying to talk to you young can people, lose people pretty easy. Can't yeah. You? When you're trying young people who can't get into a home, you know, you're talking about homeless issues. He does take a long time to explain things, and it looks like maybe sometimes he doesn't quite have the right answer. Do we get any zingers? Maybe one about capital gains tax. Yeah. That people can't. Go you shopping on your values. What does that even mean? Shopping with your values. It doesn't mean anything, but it's still nice and snappy. Yeah. And Jacinda got in early the line about people sleeping in cars, and, yes. and in fact, I think Mike she Hosking finished got quite more. strongly. Mike, Mike Hosking definitely had the best Mike, lines Mike Hosking, of the night. Mike, Mike, Mike Hosking's lines. line on, on you know you're spending all your money buying motel, and you're buying losing. Why motels. are you losing? Do you think <laughs> perhaps maybe there was just an element of a there wasn't? It's, it's the first one that they that, that maybe we'll see them exchange a bit more. That they're still feeling each other out, mm. and, and what, and, and also that fear of like not wanting to look too aggressive and not wanting to mm. interrupt too much because it frustrates the public mm-hmm. who are trying to watch. So, so it was maybe a, maybe a little bit of that. They also haven't gone head to head very much. They had what a week in Parliament after she took over, maybe mm. two weeks. Mm-hmm. They only had a couple of days in Parliament where they, where Jacinda questioned him, but where they had that head to head experience. Maybe she'll, she, so they she'll get, have to get used to each other as well. I just think that was a great debate. It was fascinating to watch, but I just think that. Amazing poll result just took all the air out of the room. I think anything well, I, after that was just going to look a little I bit mean, flat. I mean, it was massive. And I wonder whether that may have overwhelmed Jacinda Ardern a little bit. I think that, yeah, I, I have seen her look, having spent a lot of time with her in the last three weeks, I have seen her look a lot more confident on the campaign trail. And mm, I just so, yeah. I just thought that she was a little flat tonight and had lost her edge a little bit. There was there was that 100 watt, you know, that smile was not in evidence so much tonight. That well, sort the of relaxed, between. easygoing, you know... That, Supreme confidence you do see on the campaign. Yeah, chart. absolutely. And she's got an answer for everything. And even when she doesn't really say anything, she still says it quite well. Yeah. And the, though the difference between being there in a studio with lights and then talking to media afterwards, between being out on the street and as we've been seeing, where you've got people lining up to talk to you and get selfies and ask you <coughs> questions and and clapping for you and so forth. Of course, she can she can feed off that. It's a lot harder to feed off a studio. Yeah. I mean, I just wonder. You know, I mean, it, when you when you suddenly find out that you're leading, you know, that forty three percent. I mean, that's going to really start to come home that they might win. And but it's only a few hours be, before you have to then go in into a space, debate. And it's a month. But know, one month. Flip that on its head. You're Bill English. You're staring down the face of potentially your second defeat. You don't get any more chances after that. Imagine how he must have been feeling going well, into that, that debate. Maybe that the better out of him. Maybe because that desperation, that, that um, fear... Uh, bore a little bit more out of him tonight, and he benefited from that a little bit more, perhaps. He did have an adrenaline. I mean, he was grinning like a maniac at certain points, and he did, you know, he was quite passionate in parts. Um, but, yeah, it must, have, it must have been a hard ask for him to go in there tonight. Mm. He's, he's very good at, and I've been noticing this on the campaign trail, you give him any topic and he will answer it and he will tell you what he <coughs> believes in and what he thinks the answer is and where he thinks the country should be heading. Whether it's, you know, a lot of talk about, obviously, all those young people, unemployed young people, and getting them into training and work and how that can help the economy. He, he, he knows that stuff and he, and I thought he, he does, honed, I thought he does waffle, but he gets I thought he's it. starting to hone his message a little bit better. Um, he's starting to it's a two horse race choice what we're doing and what they're doing he's getting it quicker mm-hmm. into the you know he's trying to get that don't risk it type message and it's he's, and he's honing it a bit more particularly and in the first half every other word out of his mouth was tax 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 yeah. they're going to tax they're going to tax they're going to tax Those and five it was taxes. you could see Stephen Joyce sitting on his shoulder but as you mentioned Andrew, as you mentioned um, what Jacinda could d- did do and continues to do is is the vision thing is the, mm. we can do it better. I'm not going to... You know, she would say repeatedly, I'm not, gonna, I'm not prepared to accept that. 
that's not good enough. Mm. I'm going to do that better. And you've got to think that does really appeal to people. You know, that, that, that after nine years of that idea of that something could be done differently, some change. And I think what we're seeing is three weeks out from the election, people can watch this now and look at this and say there is a really clear choice between different paths that those parties want to take the country down. And that I think that's becoming clearer and clearer every day when we look at those policy announcements when they come out, when you look at debates, when you look at even the mm. messaging and the advertising the whole way. Absolutely. And that's what voters want, right? They Absolutely. can want to see that choice. Well, we're you know, potentially heading into a fourth-term national government and all of a sudden people have woken up and they're looking at the choice and they like, for the first time, they like a lot of voters are weighing up the choices because they feel like there is a real alternative. Jacinda offers a real alternative. And so it just makes it that so much more exciting. And it, you know, it's now not a given. And we are excited. And uh, we just have to stop Corin from being very distracted from his new toy well, on his phone. This is what happens when you're incredibly tired. Pop socket. These are the hot rage of the little kids, man. I went to someone's uh, dinner, a dinner the other night, and there was a 12-year-old there. And somebody, and it's, she saw my phone, but somebody else saw it. And went, hey, what's that thing in the back of the phone? And she went, pop socket. And she knew exactly what it was. Wait, anyway, so you had time for dinner. It was a strange dinner. That was it was, a, it was a, I was invited to dinner <laughs> because it was for it? people who were stray in Auckland and had nowhere to go. Oh, to be oh. the boss. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know. We get we're averaging about one really meal good. a day. Yeah. Eating some That's lettuce at the moment. No one feels sorry for us. Sorry, no one feels. No one feels sorry for us. Anyway, no one feels. Do people feel sorry for Winston Peters? Is the question. Long-time champion of superannuitants' rights, Winston Peters, embroiled in his own super scandal. MSD is acting on behalf of the taxpayer and of the system. They're entirely happy with exactly everything I did. So what's the problem here? The problem started seven years ago when Mr Peters signed up for his super. His partner Jan Trotman went with him and he says he assumed he was getting the de facto couple's rate. Precisely. I'm sitting there with the person. And you mentioned... Uh... And, and my circumstances never changed after that. But in July, the Ministry of Social Development wrote telling him he'd been overpaid. Apparently, he'd been getting a rate for a single pensioner, which is more. Who was to blame for the error? Well, Mr Peters says that isn't clear. I can't blame MSD. Quite the contrary. They did their job. And I, was, as I, I wrote a letter thanking them for their professionalism. If it's really just an administrative error, he should release the documents, let us get on with having a proper debate about housing and education, uh, instead of scandal after scandal. The New Zealand First leaders paid the money back, and MSD says the matter's been resolved to its satisfaction. However, Mr Peters is denying claims the repayment was as high as $18,000, as some media claim. Half? Possibly, yeah. About half. Well, I don't know, because the interest rate depends what interest rate they sure. struck. The Greens still smarting from their own benefit scandal, so this is a matter for Winston Peters to deal with. And Labour and National were also pulling their punches. Ultimately, I see this as an uh, issue for Mr Peters to, to be fronting on and to be answering questions on. It's not an issue for Labour. Those are matters for Mr Peters because this is about his personal finances and his personal circumstances. Super is not means-tested, so while Mr Peters earns around $190,000, he can claim it. But as a public figure, he knows from past experience that he continues to face a high level of scrutiny. Monday morning, he, he was, um, I think he almost managed to get some sympathy from people. His tone has changed over the week, though, as it's gone into almost a, a discussion over who leaked this, who's at fault. He's called, I think, last night for four people to resign. What do we think? Well, I do think, like, there is, I mean, it is a bit of a fuss and, you know, mother of all letdowns, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I do think there is an important point to come out of all this, and we probably would be having a more 
um, enlightened discussion if Winston wasn't in the middle of it, no offence. But um, there is an issue here about the no surprises policy and the conduct of Peter Hughes and whether he should have been telling ministers whether Wayne Eagleson should have been in the loop, loop should have been in the loop and, and really the whole politicisation of, of the public service. There is service. a massive lack of judgement issue because if the, well, because if they had the Solicitor General, right? Mm -hmm. So there's like arguably two <coughs> or three of your biggest public servants in the land, they still thought to pass on that information in an election campaign. Well, I have a theory. Cool. I have a theory. I think that they thought, the public service thought that Winston was going to go rogue on them, that he was going to come out and attack them, say, MSD are so useless, they got my so pension wrong, you, they overpaid me. So they panicked and they thought, we need to give the government a heads up here so that we don't get it yeah, in well the neck, so that the ministers aren't... I think that's what happened. Well, I think fair, most to be fair to you, they can't speak... They can't Pat give us their explanation, no. can they? No, no but, but I think that's the most logical explanation, rather than Peter Hughes uh, or anyone from the IRD or MSD thinking, oh, this will curry favour with our political masters, let's tell them. No, I don't think that's fair to us. No, I don't think that's what's happening at all. I think, no, no, I think it does say something about how scared they are in the civil service, though, of letting their ministers down, of being seen to Absolutely. hang ministers out to dry. And how many cases have we seen over the past few years where we've had similar things, not... not but yeah. could there? But could there? But there needs to be some guidelines around it. Surely about an election. Surely the heightened sensitivities around an election. I mean, it's kind of like how parallels with that Clinton emails. I mean, do you release them or don't you release them? These things just take on a life of their and, own. And, and it has played into Winston's hands because there's nothing he likes more than to be able to play the victim and say he's, you know, he he's been he's the victim well, of conspiracy. Oxygen, I mean, not like a victim much, of a conspiracy. No, and as I said, people didn't want to hear it. People don't want to know. They're no. not, not. I think as many people are are um, outraged at him than they are, like we talked about earlier. Yep. I, th I think it's done him as much damage as it has national. Yep. And um, anyway, so another big week ahead. Any predictions? Does anyone dare predict anything? Oh, hang on. Let me just get my crystal ball here. What is <laughs> I, it makes you surprised at the number of people who come up to me and say, oh, just quietly, just between us. What do you reckon's going to happen? <laughs> I say, I don't know. You mean absolutely no one's going to predict. Three debate. We're going to have two debates... And I think that's going to be really where the focus is, isn't it? There'll probably be another poll. I think there'll be a lot more. I'm, I, Labour seems to have now got into a bit of a tactic that they've spent almost all this week pushing their tertiary education policy. I think what they're going to be doing now is just push those big policies they don't mm. have many left to bring out. National, on the other hand, seem to be wanting to wow, wow. us every day with something new. Today it was no, money for homelessness. Could they wow us with a leadership race? Because... <laughs> You know, I've got three weeks to go. Who knows? Bill's not maybe not delivering the goods. Maybe they'll get rid of him. Please Wouldn't that be exciting? Yep. <laughs> There's enough time. I'm just kidding, by the way. I'm just yes. kidding. All right. All right, that was us. Thank you for listening. This has been Inside Parliament, our weekly catch-up about the political stories we've been covering on One News. Who knows where in the country we'll come from for you inside next Parliament, week. Not actually Inside not Parliament. Not Inside Parliament. Maybe outside here, Parliament. maybe one of us, two of us, <laughs> three of us. Who Parliament. knows? We don't know. We might have some special guests. We'll see how we go. But this is available every Friday morning throughout the campaign on the One News Facebook page or find us by searching for Inside Parliament on iTunes and SoundCloud. See you next week. Kia ora. Kia ora. Cura. <laughs> He's so bilingual. <laughs> Cura. Cura. <laughs>